Hey, welcome to Pickled Parables. My name's Jesse. If you missed last week's episode, I should probably explain these titles. We're in a small mini-series right now, and I, I call it a mini-series because it's a collection of three lessons. It's very short. But I call this the do-nots, and they're meant to highlight some unfortunate, even dangerous practices that Christians shouldn't do, but sometimes end up doing. To help showcase why these practices and attitudes are problematic, we're approaching them with a perspective that highlights how you should do it. Through understanding the mindset and the method, my hope is that the problem becomes self-evident. So last week we talked about how to weaponize the Bible for your own personal use, and this time we're going to talk about how to avoid interactions at church. Now, I'd like to frame today's topic by acknowledging that we're living in a time where attending church is difficult. This is being recorded in February of 2021, and there's still limitations on how many people can be in buildings. People still have to wear masks, and there's a lot of fear and discomfort caused by the coronavirus. And I want to be cautious I want to be careful and respectful towards those who are not able to go to church. I don't want to guilt trip you into a dangerous situation. So if you need to keep yourself from other people in order to keep yourself healthy, because we're in the middle of a global pandemic, then keep yourself safe. I would encourage you to find a way to stay in contact with people. If you're able, create a bubble with others who will commit to encourage and correct and learn with you. Try to find community and fellowship however you can. This lesson is meant to address the specific attitudes behind going to church and wanting to avoid interactions while you're at church. I want to highlight this mentality because it's something that I feel needs to be addressed. The idea of attending church for the sake of ritualistic practice is hindering an important role that the church is supposed to provide. Our goal is to promote fellowship among Christians and activity within the church. So please enter this lesson knowing our goal. We're not advocating for people to avoid interactions at church. We want to encourage Christian fellowship. So with that in mind, let's take a look at how we could avoid interactions at church. Avoiding people at church really isn't as hard as you might think it to be. Personally, I find that if you wave at someone who looks like they're going to come over and talk to you, if you wave with like an acknowledgement wave, but that's also coupled with a goodbye wave, that often keeps them from coming over to you, right? It's, it's one of those waves that lets people know that you see them, but you're moving on. That works great. Now, if someone comes up and starts talking with you, there's two things you could do. You could either say very little in return, that always makes it uncomfortable for them so that they might leave you alone. Or you could be more civilized and bait them with small talk 
and then give a polite excuse. We don't want to be rude, right? We're not trying to ignore people in a mean way. The point of all this is to appear genuine, but, you know, just a little shy. Now, if you do, if you do engage in small talk, you have to at least try to have a conversation. It could be the most basic content in the world, but you don't want them to feel as if you're ducking them, right? So start off with the basics, like, hey, hi, how you doing? Oh, you know, I'm, I'm good. How, how are you? Oh, yeah, man, I'm, I'm, doing, I'm doing all right. This week was pretty good. It's been, been just so blessed this week. Oh, wow. That's, that's great, dude. Yeah, so, so what have you been up to? Oh, I've just, you know, I've been uh, keeping busy, you know, uh, work, been working a lot. Oh, that's great. Yeah, it's, it's great. You know, it's, it's actually kind of nice because I, I work four tens, yeah, and, and then I get a, a three-day weekend. Oh, man, I don't remember the last time I had a three-day weekend. Oh, yeah? I don't remember. Where, where, do, you, uh, where do you work again? Oh, I, I work for a, a consulting company that puts up tents. Uh, basically, we go in and measure out the area that our clients want covered, and then we give an estimate for how many tents they would need. Oh, wow. Does that, uh, does that keep you pretty busy? Oh, yeah. You know, people need tents year-round. And, you know, with this whole coronavirus thing going on, everybody, everybody's trying to get tents that can cover seating for outside dining, you know, like at restaurants or like queue lines at stores, you, you know, whatever. Oh, I guess I'd never really thought about that before. Yeah, man, here, let me give you my card. Oh, yeah, thanks. Okay. Uh, you know, actually, I, I have a, a thing I need to get. Lunch, I need to, have a, I have, I need to go. Uh, it was great to talk with you and, and catch up, though. Oh, yeah, it was good to see you, man. Yeah, you too. Yeah, I'll, I'll catch you later. Yeah, see ya. <laughs> see, it could be so simple. You just, have to, you just have to ask them questions and just keep the conversation shallow. It's not meant to be a, a meaningful conversation, but, I mean, you can both leave that interaction feeling like you had an actual talk with someone. You don't want to be rude and, and ignore people. The point of all this is to appear genuine, but just a little shy. Now, the mentality behind this idea, or this practice, it's dependent on the motive, right? Like, a bunch of people have different reasons for going to church. Like, for some people, they could go to church because it's the, uh, uh, quote-unquote, the, the right thing to do. You know, they, they used to go with their grandma, and now that she's gone, they want to honor her and keep her memory alive by doing something that she would want them to do. So they're not necessarily there to, to make friends, they're just there to attend and then to leave. Other people go to church because, you know, they, they might have an actual desire for it, but their schedule is, is just so slammed that they're physically there, but uh, mentally thinking through the next thing that they need to get done. And then there are others who just woke up on the wrong side of the bed, and they're, they're just they're not ready for a full conversation because they've only had three cups of coffee that morning. The mentality of wanting to avoid interactions at church is primarily promoted through discomfort, disinterest, embarrassment, uh, fear or anxiety, and self-consciousness. Here, I'll, I'll, I'll give a, a personal example of, of when I wanted to avoid people at church and, and why I, I wanted to avoid 
interactions. I was a kid. I, I was in high school, and I got sick. And uh, long story short, I had to get a spinal tap. But the spinal tap kind of went wrong, and the area ended up getting infected, which meant that it was hard for me to, to get around a lot. So I, I, I stayed in my bed quite a bit for a while, and, and it was it's pretty hard to get out of the house. The real problem, though, was that I, I loved being around people. And, and this lasted for quite a while, and I started getting kind of lonely. And so after uh, a while, I, I tried going to my church's youth group. But something weird happened once, once I had been gone for a while and I came back. I, I began to notice a difference in my interactions with people. And not just random people, these were my friends. I got tired of explaining my situation telling the same story over and over and over again. And I noticed a self-consciousness come over me. I was losing a lot of weight and muscle from the infection, and I wasn't able to get into the sun that much, so I kind of looked uh, pale and a little discolored. It, it wasn't a good look. I, I, I became really embarrassed. Later, I tried going to the church services on Sunday mornings, but that really didn't help either. That just kind of magnified my embarrassment and my self-consciousness because now I wasn't just with my peers. I was with their parents and their grandparents. <laughs> it had been a while since I had attended, and you could tell just by looking at me that I had been sick. So I ended up avoiding the sanctuary where everyone sat, and I would just sit in the foyer by myself. I wanted to be there. I loved listening to the songs, uh, listening to the sermons, and, and seeing my friends. But I didn't want to talk about what had happened to me. And that's what most people were interested in. And it was a curiosity that came out of genuine concern. People were very kind. They were very gentle about it. But <laughs> that's just not something I wanted to talk about. And so I, I tried to look busy or... Uh, looked like I was leaving in an attempt to keep people from coming up and, and, and talking to me. Uh, but if someone managed to catch me, <laughs> then I would control the depth of the conversation by asking them questions and giving simple answers. Because I, I, just, I wasn't prepared to, to talk about real things. Now, I share that with you because we need to understand that for some people, they may have real reasons for wanting to keep to themselves. They might not be good reasons, but it's something we should be aware of. Again, the, the mentality of wanting to avoid interactions at church is primarily promoted through discomfort, disinterest, uh, embarrassment, fear, or anxiety, and self-consciousness. These are things that prompt us to keep to ourselves. The problem that this creates is that when one or more people keep to themselves because they feel self-conscious or whatever it might be, they deprive themselves and others from encouragement, from correction, and from community. The church is a body of believers 
We, we may not know everyone in our local church, and I can guarantee that we definitely don't know everyone in the universal church, but as Christians, we are called to pray for each other and to build each other up, to encourage each other, to correct each other, and also to disciple one another. We're called to be of one mind and unified. Now, to be clear, that doesn't mean, unified does not mean uniformed like everyone looks the same and acts the same. Unified means harmony, like that of a choir. Among our differences, we are of one mind and unified in Christ. The church is that harmony. All kinds of people from all kinds of backgrounds coming together and having nothing in common other than the saving grace that they received through Jesus Christ. Here, let me, let me read from this letter of Colossians. This, this is one of my favorite letters in the New Testament. This is uh, Colossians chapter 3. If then you have been raised with Christ, then seek the things that are above, where Christ is, who is seated at the right hand of God. Set your minds on things that are above and not on things that are on earth, because you have died and your life is hidden with Christ in God. When Christ, who is your life, appears, then you also will appear with him in glory. So put to death, therefore, what is earthly in you, in sexual immorality, impurity, passion, evil desire, and covetousness, which is idolatry. On account of these, the wrath of God is coming. In these, you too, you once walked, when you were living in them. But now you must put them all away. Anger and wrath, malice, slander, and obscene talk from your mouth. Don't lie to one another, seeing that you have put off the old self with its practices and have put on the new self, which is being renewed in the knowledge after the image of its creator. Here there is not Greek or Jew, circumcised and uncircumcised, barbarian, Scythian, slave-free, but Christ is all and in all. So put on, as God's chosen people, holy and beloved, put on compassionate hearts, kindness, humility, meekness, and patience. Bear with one another, and if one has a complaint against another, forgive each other, as the Lord has forgiven you. So you also must forgive. And above all of these, put on love, which binds everything together in perfect harmony. And let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, to which indeed you were called in one body. And be thankful. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly, teaching and admonishing one another in all wisdom, seeing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, sing with thankfulness in your hearts to God. And whatever you do, whether word or deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. This is the church. This is what the church is called to be, a body of believers who have been transformed by Jesus' mercy and then continually renewed by the Holy Spirit's ministry. 
there's a lot more to a church than, than that, but, but those are the basics. The, these are the building blocks. And this is important to know because they stand in sharp contrast to the mentality of those who seek to attend church rather than be part of the church. Personally, I pulled myself away from others because I was scared. I, I was embarrassed. There was a lot of change in my life that I was managing and, and dealing with. And it, it wasn't good change, but I mean, it wasn't necessarily bad change either. I just, I didn't know how to respond to it. I, I, I didn't know what to say to people. I, I didn't want to look weak. What I needed was someone to hug me and, and then sit down with me and not say anything. But I, I didn't know how to put that into words. I, I didn't know how to ask for that. Here, l- let me first address those who are uh, timid about interacting with people at church. I get it. Maybe you feel drained and you're not prepared to interact with people. Maybe you suffer from anxiety and the thought of talking with someone that you kind of know is terrifying. Maybe you're not even there to interact with people. That might not be your purpose in going to church. Maybe you're just there because you feel like you have to be there. Let me encourage you. Find someone in your church and open up to them. Even if you don't want to be there, find someone and tell them, hey, I, I, I don't want to be here. Give the church the opportunity to love you. A, a wise man once told me that one of the ways Jesus communicates his love is through the body of the church. Now, sadly, I, I will be the first to admit Not every church demonstrates Jesus' love to each other well. And if this is something you encounter, then look for the fruit of the Spirit. If you want a list of what that looks like, look up Galatians chapter 5, verse 22 through 23. Churches that show the fruit of the Spirit are good places to open up. But if you have been hurt in the past, don't become discouraged from seeking out Christian fellowship. I would encourage you to pray. Tell God what you're looking for, that you want to have community. First, you pray, and then become intentional. Reach out to someone and tell them where you're at. Now, let me uh, address those who feel safe in their church body. Be on the lookout for people who look timid. We've all seen them. We, we've all seen people who, who look uncomfortable. We know what they look like. Break through your comfort zone or leave your circle and pursue them. Don't, <laughs> don't scare them, <laughs> but offer them kindness. Encourage them. Let them know that you see them. The church is so special because it's a group of people who live out their confession of faith together. That's not what a church always looks like, but but that's what it's called to be. Reach out to each other. Even in this time of social distancing, we have been blessed 
with all kinds of technology that can help us connect to each other. It's a little more awkward than face-to-face, sure, but it could be an absolute lifesaver. I want to close our time by reading a, a little bit of that passage from Colossians. This is the near the end. This is Colossians chapter 3, verse 16 and 17. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly, teaching and admonishing one another in all wisdom, singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, sing with thankfulness in your hearts to God. And whatever you do, whether in word or deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. Hey, thanks for joining me today. If you need encouragement or actual assistance in finding a group of people that you can have Christian community with, please reach out to us. You can email us at contact at parableministries.com and we would love to pray with you and and help you in your search. We we want to cultivate spiritual growth and healthy, uh, healthy practices. We might be able to help by reaching out to a church for you on your behalf or by uh, interacting with you personally. We, we, we might be able to help you in, in your search. Now, in regards to this podcast, we'll, uh, we'll be wrapping up this little mini-series next week with a look at how to sound proficient in prayer. This one could be uh, kind of interesting. <laughs> so be sure to mark that on your calendars. Uh, And until then, uh, I'll catch you later.